When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Catfish and Crappie Podcast. My name is Mark. How's everybody doing today? I got a great guest. What's going on? David Arnold's his name. Dave All Over is his channel's name. Oh my God, I, I, I rhymed. I promised never to do that, Dave. That's okay. That's kind of cringy. Sorry to do that to you. There's Jesse over at Outdoor Induction. What's going on, Jesse? How are you? I do want to make sure I give a big shout out to all the channel members. I adore you. I appreciate the support. You helped make the channel possible. I also want to give a big shout out to uh, my company supporters, the channel supporters. We got Uncle Lou's Tackle. Of course, Multibar, uh, Bar None. Uh, get it, Bar None. Probably the best uh, uh catfishing rod holders out there and also my good buddy jimmy forbes over at port barrington marina uh without them they would make uh uh getting content and and whether it's tiktoks or or, or future videos um a, a lot more difficult so i appreciate them very much so how are you doing dave i'm doing good mark thanks for having me hey thanks for coming on the pleasure is all mine my friend um i i uh a little bit, we'll talk a little bit about uh, uh, how I came up or how I found you. I know that uh, Richard over at Fish and Freedom has been posting your uh, um, educational type content on Facebook for quite some time, um, and we'll get to that. Um, but then uh, my buddy, Setting Hooks and Crossing Eyes, uh, texted me and said, hey, you got to check out this video. And it was your video on uh, uh, flathead spots. Uh Redbeard, also known as Sun Hooks and Crossing Eyes, he knows that I'm a. I, I love fishing for flatheads. I'm not the greatest at it, but I try. I'll grind it out. He knows yeah. that I got a passion for 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 chasing those fish, and he pointed it out to me. And I'm like, I got to get Dave on my show, absolutely 100. <laughs> but so, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What do you do for so, other fishing? Anything like that? How'd you get started? So I live in Indiana, the southern part, and uh, when I was about five or six or so, uh, my grandfather and my father, they decided it was time that I would come into the fold of what my family did back then, which was run trot lines, bank lines, and chase flatheads uh, during the daytime, mostly. Uh, so uh, I, I guess you could say that I was a river rat before it was cool, uh, so that's pretty much it. Yeah, that, that'll happen. So you ran a lot of bank lines and a lot of trout lines back in the day? Oh, a lot. Lot, lot, lot. Probably 60, 70 hooks, usually in one night. We'd run them two or three nights a week. So That's a lot of work. That's a lot of bait. It's a ton of work, yeah. You know, work. It, it, it's 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 a debated topic and stuff. And, and, and I know that some people do it for fun and they do a lot of CPR even with that. And a lot of people do it to put meat on their, on their uh, table and in their freezer. Uh, I don't judge as long as they stay within the regulations. I'm good with it. If you don't like the regulations, you should probably change them. I'm a firm believer in that. So. Absolutely. Uh, I, I knew the trot line and bank line would, would essentially die with 
my father with my grandfather you know i mm -hmm. once he was gone i knew that i wasn't going to do it anymore mostly for conservation reasons i just and plus i mean i just i think i mean it was always fun to get there check the lines in the morning and you'd have a big fish or you'd have a bunch of fish and that's always fun but uh there's there's nothing like catching them on on a rod and reel yeah you know that i imagine it's it, it probably only compares to like christmas morning when you head out there and you got a big old flat yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I, I get it it's that excitement especially when you're young too and, and you know i, I want to remind the people in chat back, back in the day um there was a heck of a lot less people on this planet and fishing so i mean we, we do need to adapt our fishing styles definitely so that being yeah. said um now you had mentioned the, the 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 bank lines and the trout lines and and it's really makes a lot of sense to me after watching your one video because you're a pretty big proponent of fishing right in the shallow water right up near mm -hmm. the shore and that's pretty much what what using ditty poles or bank lines uh trout lining's a little different i've seen people do it both different ways depending on the river but would you agree yeah. to that absolutely um we would even put bank lines on sandbars uh, and then, you know, sandbars that were, I mean, you're talking sandbars that are sloped at, you know, 15 degrees. So, you know, you're looking two feet out of that sandbar, it's still only a foot deep. And that's where we put our baits, big live baits. So, yeah, absolutely. I love shallow water. Um, it's funny when I was, you guys watch my videos. I, I love to explain things. I love to, that everybody knows exactly what I'm thinking, what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. Uh, my father, and my grandfather were not those kinds of people like they wouldn't explain things. And I remember one day I asked my grandfather why we put our big baits uh, always on the first two hooks. And in his fashion, he just kind of, you know, just glanced up at me and looked back down and almost as if he was talking to himself, he said, because that's where the big fish are. Uh, so that always stuck with me. And so I've always fished for big fish, big flatheads in shallow timber and really not even, it doesn't have to be timber. It can be anywhere. Uh, so just shallow water. You know, I went through the same thing with my grandfather. I would ask him why, and he would never have an answer. And then when as I got <laughs> older, I started to think that he didn't have one. It's just the what worked, you know? Yeah. So there's yeah. always that too. Um, now with the, unless you want to, Tell us what river you fish. You don't have to. What kind of depths are we looking at? I'm usually within 18 inches to four feet. Okay. That's about where I am. And I don't have a problem. I fish the East Fork of White River. Okay. So it spans probably two-thirds to probably between half and two-thirds of, of the state sideways of Indiana. So. Yeah, I cut my teeth um, – river fishing on my own mind you on the tip of canoe like in central okay. indiana um yeah. i wasn't chasing flathead but i was chasing you know wipers and white bass i was chasing channel cats at night and stuff yeah. like that i wish i knew they had flatheads in there they were a little further down on the lake but mm -hmm. and i don't think there's anything a size there's a gentleman called a i think it's either it's been a while since i watched this channel i think it's the indiana outdoorsman or indiana fisherman i'm not quite sure but he's located out of that section of indiana and and i remember watching him catch some flatheads and, and even some crappie uh out there on lake schaefer and uh going man i don't know how i missed that 
kind of kicking <laughs> myself for missing that. So, yeah, I that actually get time. quite a bit of I actually get quite a bit of messages from people, mostly upstate Indiana, where they either don't have flatheads or so on, and they, you know, they're uh, they're wanting to come down here and fish my rivers, and I don't have a problem telling people. I mean, it's a big river, so but uh, uh, but actually, you got the East Fork and the West Fork. Uh, the West Fork actually runs up pretty high in Indiana, up around Indianapolis, and goes a little bit, I think, all the way to Muncie, mm -hmm. Indiana. But but there's flatheads all the way through Indiana. So There's my Fox River buddy, Jonathan. What's going on from Hooked Catfish? I think he's talking about you. I'm not so sure he likes me. So I love that guy, too. I love his channel. I think it's great. Jonathan's a good dude. He's been doing it for quite some time. So I see him every now and then. I get to, uh, I got a chance to, to, to fish up north with him one time, and it was cold and it was windy up in Madison. <laughs> we, we had some fun there. Um, I didn't do very good that day, but he did all right. Like the last 30 minutes we put, he put on his side of the boat, man, that's just my luck too. Put three big channel cats in there, but that was it was a good time hanging out with Jonathan, definitely. And he's been he's been slaying the flatheads all year already. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's had a good year so far for sure. He yeah. does good. And he grinds. He's out there all the time. So yeah. If you're ever up this way, I'm sure we can get a fishing party together. We'll go out there and get on some. Absolutely, I'd love to. Now, is that uh, area that he fishes? Is that like a lake or a river? No, it's a river. It's the, well, it? okay. you know, I'll let, if you want to know, talk to him. I fished the Fox River, which he does, and he does a lot, heck of a lot more traveling than I do. So I can't guarantee you that his videos there are. It's not, I, I don't like to give that kind of information out. But yeah, I just, I that, always look for current and I was, I was, I always watch his videos and I'm like, is that water moving or is it not moving? And I'm always trying to pick people's places apart, not like where they are, but just, you know, why are you. <laughs> Why are you there? Yeah. You know, the, the Fox River is hit or miss the, 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 the section that I fish. Either there's current or not. This time of year, there's barely any current. It's kind of hard okay. to tell. So yeah. you got to get out there early and figure out where those seams are because they're, they're still there. They're just not as identifiable later on in the season. So you, you yeah. kind of learn. You get your spots down just like anything. Uh, mm -hmm. Finding new spots are a lot of times. Like you saw me on Saturday night. I was I tried dragon baits at night. I'm not going to do that again. But you're brave. I was watching that and I was like, why doesn't he turn around? Like I thought, <laughs> you know, I didn't know if you would hit something or I. I yeah. just thought, wow, that's. You must know that river pretty well to do that. I, I know it all right, and and a lot of times I'll drive it by GPS. That's how I get on that. Okay, river. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Jonathan was just saying we got like half a mile an hour current. If that, I would. Oh I would, wow! I would bet. You know, inside turns, there's probably nothing. It gets kind of stagnant in some parts, which is good for flathead fishing. Yeah. Depending on the other factors, but. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I won't do that again. At least I won't do it live. I'll do, I'll do it for a video or something. It's just, um, the, um, mechanics of it were kind of difficult when you got a, um, a, a cell phone broadcasting live that doesn't have a dark mode. And every time you turn around, you get blinded by the light. Yeah. 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 I like fishing in the dark, by the way. So <laughs> it just works better. It's, it's more, it's real more relaxing on the eyes or whatever. So. All right, so but back, to, yeah, that would, yeah, I won't do that again. Anyway, I did get, a, I did get a couple <laughs> of channel cats, no flathead, but I think on my section for some reason, and I could be wrong, I very well probably am wrong. I think my section of river, the the spawn started a lot later than than south mm -hmm. of me. 
uh, because I was seeing pictures of spawned out fish, and I put 10 on the boat before before I thought that spawn started, and I didn't see a single spawn mark on any of them. Granted, there weren't any monsters or anything, but you know, some of them were big enough, 20-pounders, 20 22-pounders, that they should have some sort of a, um, spawn marks on them. Let's see. We got some comments here in chat. Jonathan says, I love the way he picks apart and explains things. We need more channels like that, uh, especially in and especially regards to flat. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you got- yeah, that's, uh, I was just going to elaborate just a little bit on why I did like what I, I really got on YouTube and I started looking at the way, you know, you'd, you'd look at the, the title of a video and it would say how to catch flat catfish during this, during that. But most of the time, you, it was they would there would be on structure, but you couldn't actually see the structure, mm-hmm. and or they would explain to you what what's going on out in front of you, and they would cast their baits out, and it to me it just looked like they were bombing them, you know, uh, and they would put one over here, put one there, put one over there, and uh, I, and my question was like, well, how close are you to that log or that log? I mean, you know, if I'm if I'm new to this, like I have no idea, uh, so. Are you six feet away? Are you 16 feet away? Are you six inches away? Uh, I know where I would be, but I'm like, where are you? So it was just little things like that, that I, it really, I, I wouldn't say annoyed, but I just wanted to make a video where somebody came there and I knew they were going to get something out of it. Mm-hmm. So. I, I, I'll admit when I, when I started flathead fishing, I went, I went a whole season and a half before I caught one. Yeah, it took me oh, that yeah. long, and 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 here's the kicker: I was bank fishing that whole time, and I was literally on the wrong side of a hundred yard stretch of river. We went over to the yeah. other side of the river, and it it was on after that. Yep, 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 yep. You know, we started learning and how how picky these fish are, and 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 how hard, you know, how much of a difference their location makes more than anything. I mean, if I don't know, I could be wrong too, but I think a flathead will hit almost any bait that's alive kicking and moving absolutely absolutely they don't care what it is at all yeah yeah when and 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 i'm a big proponent i like i like bullheads and i like carp and and Mm -hmm. a lot of the reasons i like them live by the way smaller ones um is they kick all night i ain't having to worry about them i'm not having to swap out baits or whatever but that doesn't mean that i'm not going to use bluegill which is what i've been using mainly this year as long as you make sure they're still moving because you know a bluegill will lay over and just kind of lay there That's, after you yeah. want to yeah I, I definitely don't prefer a bluegill it's probably like if i t- if i had to pick 10 baits bluegill would probably be at the bottom of them um but sometimes that's all you get but uh yeah i really like the anything that has vibration i honestly believe that flatheads at nighttime or that's really what they're tuned in for they're really tuned in uh, to vibration. I think that's what, what really makes their clock tick at night. I mean, I think, you know, obviously you've got scent and other things like that, but I really think vibration is where it's at. I, I do too. I mean, I've caught a lot of flatheads on live bait. I've caught a few and my PB on cut bait. So mm-hmm. I don't know. And I catch them dragon baits too during the day, but smaller yeah. ones. I haven't got on any big monsters dragon baits during the day which is why i went back to trump well why i wanted to try it at night just to see what would happen yes a lot of times in in at night i'm i'm looking to catch them on the move Mm -hmm. you know so oh yeah oh yeah nighttime is 
like you get like a lot of times I like to film during the day and I spent most of my life fishing for flatheads during the day. I didn't actually do it a lot at night. Uh, all those years, I mean, 30 years I spent on that river up until this point. It's been almost 30 years. Uh, I almost never did it at nighttime. We, it was almost always in the daytime. But I learned from the times that I did it, that, you know, fishing for them at night, it really almost plays by a different set of rules uh, that I think is really interesting. So it gives a, it actually gives meaning to the term night and day, right? It's how big yeah, the difference is. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, technically, yeah. I'm thinking that's where it is. Let's they really it. are night and day. Yeah. 100%. My buddy David Martin, David, David was flathead slayer. Uh, he he's been on it for a while. He's he's kind of taking a little break, but he says in our lakes they like cut bait. Almost everyone I've uh, caught were on cut bait, bluegill especially the heads. Mm-hmm. See, it's it really is different. I know. Uh, and here's another comment by by Jonathan. He says uh, the musky, well, the musky of catfish. You Very know, well said, yeah. that caught my eye because I got a couple of musky buddies that asked me why I fish for, for flat. And I tell them, you know, they're as hard as a musky to catch technically, but you got to put your bat in, back into them once you get hooked up. <laughs> you, you pretty much really do. And they get upset when you, you kind of emasculate them that way. So yeah. Catching a flathead out of a lake is, a monster unto itself. Yeah, they get kind of fat and lazy in a lake, don't they? Uh, well, I would definitely lazy. say their metabolic rate is much lower, but that's not the only reason. I mean, when a flathead sets up on a piece of structure in the river, it's it's yeah. basically oriented towards the current. Uh, yeah. When a flathead sits on a piece of structure in a lake, it's oriented towards whatever the heck Whatever way. Like. Yeah. And it might be five feet off that structure. It might be mm-hmm. facing the completely wrong. I mean, where do you put your bait? That's the problem. That's the problem I've always had with doing it is it, they're very, I mean, just, just finding one is hard enough. And now in a lake, you have no idea what direction it's looking. Mm-hmm. Nothing, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, that, that's definitely a big difference. That's one of the reasons why my grandfather always used to tell me he liked fishing rivers because he knows which oh, way yeah. the fish are pointed. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, right? Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. I mean, I even watch a gentleman called, uh, what is it, Wisconsin Trout Fisherman or Wisconsin Trout Fishing, and he's always walking into the current, throwing those spinner baits up there, and them trout are always facing forward. He's always sneaking yeah. up on them from behind. So, Cody says, Dave, all over, what's your biggest flathead? About 45. That's a nice flathead. Yeah. That is a nice flathead. So. We caught a lot bigger ones back when we were doing trot lines and bank lines, and we actually caught 146 uh, on a rod and reel, but I didn't actually land it, and I didn't actually hook it, so I don't count it. Is but, that the uh, one that, was, that you have a video on your uh... – Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, did you say that was your son that caught that? Yeah, it was sort of like he reeled it in for most of the way. I kind of helped him a little bit. He'd actually never fought a big fish before like that. And so I was kind of explaining to him how, you know, you need to take everything he gives you. And whenever he wants to take a little, just let him have it. And then when he's done, you take all you can. And I kind of had to show him a little bit, but he did a really good job. And uh, he actually caught that fish. So, yeah. Don't ever let that line go slack. I learned that the hard way in my last video. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a bad hook set, and as soon as I let a little bit of slack when I went to go net him, he was gone. I broke my heart, but we're not going to talk about that. Uh, hook Catfish says, I've noticed there's always a bite window uh, right when the sun goes down. Get them moving. 
I agree. Yeah. I think that we have a couple of bite windows here on the Fox that I've noticed, and it's usually in two-hour increments in the certain section of the river, uh, the one that I bank fish mostly, and I think that's just because it takes them that long to swim from dam to dam or spillway to spillway. Yeah, I really like I really like an hour before daylight or an hour before dark and an hour after dark. That's probably my absolute favorite. Corn Fed Experience says fifty two is my PB flathead. That's a heck of a fish. The giant. Uh, everybody's saying hello to everybody. What's going on, folks? Um, you know, I agree with me or not. Um. I think, you know, I've gotten some bigger ones. I think the, like my PB uh, uh, flathead, I don't think fought as hard as like a 30 pounder. For some reason, nope. I think like a 30 pounder fights like a linebacker. Yep. And the other yeah, one. That, uh, that 45 we pulled in, I really messed up the filming on it. I normally sit there with my camera off. So I assumed that's what I was doing. So as soon as that fish bit, boom, I hit the record button. It actually shut my camera off like an idiot. And I didn't realize it until after I was trying to get the, the money shot when I'm reaching down over this bank to pull this thing out. I realized that my GoPro's off. But anyways, that fish, when I was fighting it to kind of show him, give him a little tutorial on how to do this, I was thinking 25, 30 the whole way. 25, 30 pounds. Uh, I knew it was, it, you know, it just wasn't fighting. It made a couple hard runs. I was just really unimpressed to be honest with you, with how easily we got that to the bank. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and that's the thing about flathead people. We don't like to give away a lot of secrets, to be honest with you. It's, it, 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 it's a pretty competitive bunch. I'll be the first to admit it. I'm a little more open than a lot of the guys that I know that I talk to. Um, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I guess we'll find out when they talk about me after I'm gone. But hmm. other than that, you know, but it, it, it's good to hear stories and 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 things that confirm what you believe and, and what's worked for you and what hasn't worked for you. Definitely. Which is probably was self-serving reason why I wanted to get you on the show. Yeah. G style fishing says, Dave, what spot uh, do you look for to fish all night? I look for a sandbar. If, if possible, a sandbar, but that's mostly for comforting reasons, but you know, I really like to sleep on a sandbar. But uh, usually anything that's between 18 inches and three foot deep within 100 feet upriver of structure. That is that is my absolute favorite. Current is, it, it could go either way. I don't really care. Just I need a little bit of depth and I need a little, I need, I need the more structure, the better. But yeah, about 100 feet upriver uh, in some shallow water. That That's like, to me, is ideal. And uh, Hook Catfishing says again, people don't realize how hard it is to film fishing. It's even harder to film flathead fishing. You <laughs> tell me that isn't the truth. That's incredible. It's just when 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 you get that bite or whatever, you're you're either not, not taking a break or you kind of yeah you know let your guard down or something. That they they seem to know when to. Yeah, I made a comment in that video when me and my son were sitting there. I was trying to get my trying to get all my lights together and everything. And I, I just looked at him and I said, I just get plumb stupid when I catch fish like this. And I do, like, I couldn't even think I was fumbling through my bags and everything, but yeah, yeah, it's tough. Uh, well, we can talk about that after the show. Uh, fish <laughs> of freedom. What's going on? Richard says my PB flathead is 42 pounds. Felt like a train on an old ugly stick. That, oh, wow. I, 
I brought that one up not only to congratulate Richard, but what what kind what's your what, what's your gear of choice when you're chasing them? So if I like, I'm kind of stuck. I'm just going to start with the hooks because I want to get it out of the way. Uh, I'm right now. I'm sort of experimenting testing circle hooks. Uh, I don't feel like I can tell someone honestly don't use them until I have thoroughly gone through it. But if I had to really pick, I would have like a nine or a 10 J octopus hook, period. You like um, them octopuses, huh? Yes, absolutely. I love the snail everything. Uh, but I usually, if I'm fishing like really thick structure, my leaders are between eight and six inches long. Very short leaders. Um, usually three or four ounces of weight on a, on a uh, sinker slide. I'm using 40 pound uh 40 pound abrasion resistant mono leader. And I'm mm. using 40 pound mono mainline. I, I actually use an ugly stick. One of my rods is an ugly stick. It's a seven foot medium heavy. And the other one is a Bass Pro brand King Cat seven foot medium heavy. And I use two pin warfare 20 LWs as reels. Okay. I got a couple of those 20s. I, I don't use them enough, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm one of them Abu fanboys but we'll yeah, I mean, they're great reels so i just picked up a a, a citrix uh what is it a 350 in okuma and i'm really starting to like that that reel especially for doing some float fishing i like to uh get some floats out there patriot james sells them there's a couple other companies that do and and i kind of use them all I, I really enjoy them so they help you you know especially with current and stuff i don't need to get too close to a to a brush pile and or a log jam i should say and there's the crappie part of the channel coming through and uh um <laughs> disturb them i try not to do that i'll try to float baits in before i kind of get in there and, and pick them apart so hmm. sorry about that my dog's causing trouble here um what was i gonna see uh corn fed experiences uh he's telling us about his favorite uh setup he says mad cats with an abu spooled with 40 pound mono big game a lot of people love that uh big game it's been proven over a long long period of time i know a lot of people that use that stuff for leaders and stuff I, i'm still using a um um, braid. I use 832. Everybody knows this because I talk about it all the time, but I'm I'm not against trying some mono. I might do that. We'll see. But the problem is, Dave, I got like 4,000 yards of a braid sitting in my garage. What am I going to do with all that if I make this? Use <laughs> I'm going to use the hell it all. Seems to work. So, Yeah, we take a look at a guy like Spencer. That's all he uses. So. I mean, well, he has, no, he has leaders. You know, I noticed he switched over to a mono as of late. I think that's because he's using those pens. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or the Okuma Cold Waters, I think he's using now. I know a lot of guys use them. Um, he's guiding, though. That could have something to do with it, you know. Could be, yeah. Yeah, cost of braid can be prohibited, especially when you got a bunch of um, customers using your gear and stuff. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I had a, um, I, I did a master class with, um, Dave Werner, of, uh, he's a Whisker Seekers uh, guide. He's a pro staffer and a guide in, in Iowa. And he was, uh, he, he's a pretty bright dude. He was telling me that braid is pretty much a little less mistake-ridden. You know, it, it all depends who you're talking to. A lot of people think that you've got all sorts of abrasion problems, and that could very well be with 
you know, the type of braid they're using. I know that 832 has got like a coating on it. It almost feels slick. So I, I've never had a problem. It could be my water too. So um, I, if my main line mono touches anything, it has abrasions. So obviously to me, it's the amount of strength it can hold with abrasions. That's, that's really what you're using mono for. You know, it's, they, they both will get, will will have abrasions on the same piece of, of structure, but mm -hmm. it, it really depends on the mono actually holds its value a little bit better. That's the only reason I really use it. So. Yeah, I've I've had a hard time breaking mono. I've broken rods trying to break forty pound mono. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it ain't easy. Yeah, um, I don't want to get higher than that. And what kind of leader are you using? The same kind of uh, uh, weight for a leader? We're you using a heavier or a lighter leader? No, I use the exact same. The exact same. The exact same forty pound, but it's it's a uh, abrasion resistant line. It's just a little bit. I went from, when I switched over to it, I went from having to retie every fish or two to now I retie every three or four fish. So I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, Brian B., I want to thank you for your support. He says he's been a member for 14 months. Holy smokes. Time flies when you're having fun. I still haven't figured out how to uh, highlight those uh, member accomplishments, guys, so I apologize, but... Uh, uh, I do appreciate you. And Danny Stone Outdoors just came in. He's a, a another guy down in uh, uh, Missouri. He fishes the Mississippi. Uh, so do you travel to fish at all? I don't. I pretty much, that river is two miles from my house, man. I don't need to go anywhere. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not really a blue cat guy, but uh, I, I've had a couple of people ask me if I want to go do that on the Ohio uh it, to me it would probably be one of those things i'd be happy doing one time and then i've i've done it I'm, i want my flatheads and my channel cats back that's probably how that would go pontoon jody with the 499 super chat i appreciate it she says catfish and crappie one of the best fishing shows on youtube i don't know if i believe that dave but i will take it thank you jody i appreciate the kind words uh let's see we got people talking about the different line and stuff um, yeah, I don't travel much either. Um, we don't have blue cats. Do you, you have blue cats out by you, don't you? We do. We don't have a ton of them. Most of the ones you're going to catch in my river are going to be between five and probably 20 pounds. It's going to be your average. Okay. Uh, and how long have they been there? Are they just, were they just recently added or that, have they always been at that size? Yeah, forever forever they've been that way because usually every, everything that i've I, well I, I don't know i probably guessed this but anything i've heard always led me to believe that you know they'll they'll take a water system over and and keep going and keep going but if you guys got a lot of people taking fish so that might have something to do with it too i mean i don't know if that's what it is there's really never been a lot of them uh i just don't know if if the channel cats uh i, don't, I really don't know i don't know why I don't want to act like there's there's definitely more channels than there is blues, uh, and there's probably more blues than there is flatheads, but not by a lot. So and it just goes to show how different each body of water is. I know a couple of body of waters where, you know, the they put blue cats in there, and the channel cats have all but disappeared. Yeah, yeah. You know, my buddy has over at Has Life. He put like a seven pound channel cat on the bank last uh, what was it Saturday while he was on a on a live on TikTok, and he was excited as heck, like he's never seen. <laughs> so. yeah. 
Hey, there's another member for nine months. Crappie Day Fish on. What's going on, my friend? How you doing? He says, great show. I appreciate you. He's been showing up all the time. Uh, I do want to remind everybody that Dave's link for um, uh, for Dave all over, forgive me for that, is in the description. If somebody would be kind enough, one of my mods, to post that on there, make sure you go check out Dave's channel. He's got a lot to, to show you. He's got a lot to teach you. In his latest video, he was just granted some access to a bunch of land. He's even out there scouting that land. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to be friends here with Dave. Maybe he'll invite me down there. <laughs> Don't worry, Dave. Absolutely. I as I should, but that'd be cool. Thank you, Ricky, for posting that link. If you're listening to this on the podcast, I'll make sure to put a link to his channel on there uh, in the description as well as the podcast. So go over there, check the description. Also, if you're listening to the podcast, I would appreciate you guys to give me five star rating. Uh, I'd really like it. It'll help get the word out a little more. It'll help me reach a lot more people, and it's always uh, appreciated. So, and there's your link right there. Thank you, Ricky, for posting that, everybody. So make sure you check that out. I want to remind people when you go do check out a creator on uh, on uh, um, on YouTube that you watch some of their content. I wouldn't recommend anybody that I didn't think you wouldn't enjoy. Uh, if you like catfishing, uh, chances are you really like flathead fishing. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty confident that you're going to like. So once you watch some of his videos, make sure you subscribe. Give him a thumbs up, too. Hey, there's my buddy Chewy over at Old Carver Fishing Podcast. He's going to be a guest, I believe, either next week or the week after that. I'll have to check my dates, but uh, uh, keep tuned in for that. Chewy's a good guy out of the state of uh, Minnesota. There's a place I wouldn't mind going flathead fishing is up there on the Mississippi River. I think that would be super cool. I've always heard about cold water flatheads, and it's such, I mean, I wouldn't say it gets hot here, but it's a little warmer than Minnesota, and seeing videos of people pulling through the ice. I just think that's super cool. Well, flathead through the ice, don't believe that. I've had a couple of conversations with people that really know what they're talking about. And uh, namely, you know, eat, especially guys like Luke over at Fish on Luke. He, uh, um, they, they go they go catatonic or they, they go in, they, they go in a hibernation yeah. winter. If they're getting yeah, yeah. Them through the ice, they're, they're snagging them or they got extremely lucky and it was a, a one-off. So I know pig yeah. patrols girlfriend pulled one up through the ice. He was really, I saw that. I saw that. And I think it was either the end of that episode or it was the very next episode. He, I think he, he went ahead and told, told everybody that, Hey, I'm pretty sure that that was foul hooked, but, Nonetheless, yeah. I mean, I thought it was interesting that that flathead was in such shallow water in the middle of winter. Uh, so, I, I I shouldn't say this. I know of one wintering hole here locally that I came across on accident, right? Like at the uh, the beginning of the, of winter, and they were stacked in there, and it was literally two feet deep. Dave, really. I never went back. I don't even. I don't want to be seen in that. Spot. I, ne I never went back. That was that was a few years back though. Too. I, I'm sure they go back like they do every year. But yeah, uh, I was scouting for uh, bank fishing spots like you do in your videos, and you never know what you're going to come across. And that day, I was kind of like shocked. Kind of didn't know what to do with that information, so I kept it to myself. <laughs> I think That's I still funny. got close fishing buddies that are pretty mad that I didn't share that out with them. But yeah. That goes back to say what kind of jerks us flathead fishermen are when it comes to keeping secrets. We try to keep them to close to ourselves. So Yeah, uh, I, I really am breaking some protocols as, as, you know, your typical flathead fisherman really doesn't talk about. I mean, all fishermen have always been notoriously tight-lipped, but flathead fishermen are usually like a way beyond that. So uh, 
I kind of like when I started making these videos, I, I was like, should I be doing this? Like, am I breaking like a rule here? Like, you know, is, are people going to hate me for this? But uh, I won't do bank fishing videos. No offense. I just won't do them because a lot of my productive bank spots are clear as day. So easy to identify. Yeah. Well, that's another interesting part about my channel is almost every bit of it and almost every single bit of it is completely public. Uh, it, the spot where I, I should probably shouldn't say this, but the spot where I caught that 45 pound flag, my truck was parked on a public access 30 feet behind where we were setting. And the main road was 50 feet off of that. Like you can drive to that spot. You could fish out of your bed of your truck there. Uh, but yeah, that's, I, I try to like reiterate that. That's kind of what I wanted my channel to be is it's not, uh, you, you don't have to have all the things that a lot of these YouTubers have and these big, these big fishermen have to go catch nice fish. You can do it mm -hmm. almost anywhere. You just got to know what bank you're looking for. You got to, you know, you take, if you take four pieces of the puzzle and you put two of them together, the chances are you're going to catch a fish if you got a bait sitting there long enough. So. And and if you don't even want, if you're being too lazy or you're you don't know enough to figure that stuff out, just grind it out. That's how I learned. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, it'll yeah, come yeah. To you. It, it'll it'll hit you like a ton of bricks as to yeah. what you're doing. So, at least I like to think it does. So, but then again, what do we really know? Uh, let's see. Cody wants to know how pressured are the flatheads in your river? Um, I would say, I would say they're fairly well pressured. Um, I mean, if you set it a boat ramp, I would say within which I've done this so many times, I've set it a boat ramp for five, six hours fishing. You're going to see 15, 20 boats come through and go up or down river. So, I mean, and most of those people are fishing for flatheads. A few of them be fishing for channel cats, but most of them are fishing for flatheads. Probably two, two or three of them are going to be trot liners bank liners so you know they're putting out a lot of hooks uh, but uh, gosh I don't know I mean that's it's kind of hard to say but I would say it's probably an average pressure or maybe just above average pressure okay and and so you you just kind of answered my other question I was going to ask you how navigable that river is because that spot that you were scouting out that I saw in your video today again go check out that video it's actually a pretty cool video I got a kick out of that spot um uh, it looked pretty shallow in some spots can boats get through there too yeah that was actually right before we had about an inch of rain dumped last day or so uh but yeah that would be a pretty tricky navigable area like it's really that would be you could definitely do it if, if you were in a 16 foot flat bottom you could do it uh but yeah it's there right there through that stretch of river there's probably a mile stretch through there that is one of the worst places to try and navigate through that entire river so. Yeah, that, that's another part of the, the problem. It's covered with bank lines everywhere every weekend. So are are they com commercial guys uh, where you're no, fishing? No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. Um, I, 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 I wouldn't say that I, I'm not going to say that I, I'm not an activist against them or anything. I just, I don't agree with it. I think that the, the amount of pressure that's on our waters period, but it's not just, it's not just the number of people, right? Like, when you look at the gear we have today, when you look at, uh, you know, the line's better, the hooks are better, the reels are way better, the rods are way better. Uh, so 
Oh, you I have fishermen. Who, yeah, I mean, I wasn't even going to go that far, but yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it, it's just it's not so. It's not the amount of pressure; it's the efficiency of the fishermen and the intensity of that pressure is way greater per fisherman than it's ever been. So I just I kind of feel like we probably shouldn't be. I actually call them fire and forget methods. Like I see them as fire and forget methods of fishing. Uh, and I, I pretty much all of them, I, I really probably think they shouldn't. Don't get me wrong. There are some tributaries in the back off the Mississippi that uh, one boat a week goes down it. Uh, so it would be hard to make some legislation that doesn't touch those places. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, the places like where I am, where it's a, it's a pretty busy river, they probably shouldn't be there. and shallow. I mean, I don't know how many trot lines we pulled out of props of our boats. I mean, uh, so, I mean, yeah, I just, I, I disagree with them. Oh, that's such an argument. I mean, we could get into that and it would go on and on and on. And yeah. Nobody yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, when you were, when you, when, when you were doing that stuff coming up with your grandfather and stuff, were you guys yeah. eating flathead back in the day? All of them, everything, every um, one of them. They are tasty. I never went through them like that, but man, they taste good as far as catfish. Yeah, yeah, they do. That's the hard part, and 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 I've never had any of a big one, but I hear the big ones taste just as good as the little ones. They so. do, they do. Yeah. That's their downfall. Unfortunately, yeah, I, they taste so good. <laughs> I found out about flathead probably a lot later in my well, way later in my fishing career. So uh, uh, I've had the opportunity to have flathead just once. And it was it was delicious. Every time I catch a little one, trust me, it crosses my mind. Do I want to keep this one? And and my <laughs> my conscious kind of gets to me. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I always tell myself that you should keep like one a year or something. So I, I sure. don't know. See what happens. But other than that, you got a lot of people out there. Like I just saw somebody mention in chat that they hate to see anybody even eat one. Well, I mean, it is uh, is food. I mean, cow, cows are pretty darn cute, and they're they're fun to ride at the rodeo. But I'm not going to stop eating a cheeseburger, to be honest with you. So, yeah. I I mean, I completely understand where that person's coming from. That's where I am now. Like, I I really just don't want to eat one. But uh, I absolutely believe people should should take the opportunity to eat some fish uh, that they catch. Absolutely. Look at this. We got Mr. Dieter Melhorn in the chat. He says, good show. I love flatheads too much to kill them. I'll never eat one. See, <laughs> you, got them, you got them out. You got all different kinds. So there you go. Yeah. And Jody's trying to butter us up for something. She wants something. Jody says, wow, both men are so well groomed up there. That's a handsome panel. I don't know about me. Dave's <laughs> a pretty handsome looking dude. And, and just so you guys know, Dave is a veteran. So let's thank Dave by posting some star emojis in chat. If you guys love your veterans and you want to be grateful for them, let's show them a bunch of stars in chat. Let's see if we can't get that rolling for them. So you want to tell us a little bit about your military career because you deserve it for being in the military? Uh Spent four years in the Marine Corps, was stationed, uh, well, I went to boot camp in Paris Island, and then I went, moved on to uh, Camp Lejeune. I did two tours overseas and came home. So, thank you. And now I've, I've fished ever since, and I can't, I can't quit. That's really, that's the only four years of my life that I never dropped a line in the water. So, the, those four years, I, I never fished. I, 
Well, thank you for giving up those two years because I don't think I could go two years without fishing. That would be that would be rough. Four years. Four. four years. I'm sorry, four years. How'd you manage? Were you like chomping at the bit the whole time you were over there? Well, we we lived. We had a bay. I think it was called Onslow Bay, and it was saltwater. And I a buddy was actually asking me if I wanted to go fish with him, and I think. He let me cast a lure a couple of times, and I was like, I can't do it, man. I'm not doing this. But, uh, no, I was just really focused on what I was doing, and uh, I wanted to – I just wanted to be a Marine at the time. And, so. There was people posting all sorts of stars in chat. They appreciate you, and look at this. Even old Carver Chewy's up there. All right, guys, we appreciate our vets. Definitely do. Lyle does a bunch um, – <laughs> Dieter says, glad you stood in the yellow footsteps. I'll never forget it. There we go. We got a bunch of people. So so what are your plans for your channel from uh, going forward, Dave? So um, I'm, always, I'm always brainstorming. Uh, I'm always looking. It's funny that Dieter is in here because there was like a three-week stretch where I'm not kidding. Like two days, like I've already got it filmed. I've got it half edited. And Dieter would release a video covering the exact same topic. And I just got a kick out of it. But I couldn't go back like I was already there. But anyways, anyways, so what I want to do now is I kind of want to focus a little bit more on channel cats uh, for probably the next couple of videos. My last video was an informative video video before that was an informative video i really don't like to do that i don't like to put two of them back to back i like to do one and then like show you guys this is me putting that into practice but i only had a couple of hours that day so i really didn't have time to waste a whole day's worth of bait mm-hmm. uh, but anyways, so yeah i just really want to focus i think the channel cats for the most part maybe a lot of the blues are they're done with the spawn flatheads eh, uh you know they're they're dubious when they're not spawning so uh, uh, so yeah, I think I'm going to focus a little bit more on channel cats, a little bit more cut bait, a little bit more current seams. And, uh, so yeah, that's, I think that's what we're going to do for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty confident that if anybody did or tell you that, you know, it's probably already been done out there on YouTube and yeah. it's another thing. It's just, you know, you do what you're doing and, and just do it as yeah. best as you can. I don't think he'd have yeah. a problem with any of that anyways, besides yeah. he's got a pretty, he's got a pretty big audience to begin with. He ain't worried about little yeah. guys like you and I. So I love his channel. I think it's great. I really like the cinematics. I, I you can tell that he puts a lot of effort into his videos and, and they're really informative. I've, I've been watching them for years. It's good stuff. Here's a, a, a little trivia for you and Dieter, because Dieter's here. Um, back with my other username, and I won't mention that on YouTube, um, I think I was the very first person to give him a super chat to uh, try and egg him on to continue doing his podcast. So he's definitely, in, him and a couple of other people that have been doing fishing podcasts for a long time kind of inspired me amongst other things. So uh, uh, I always liked listening to Dieter, so definitely so look at that he's even thanking you for the kind words man Dieter's getting all sorts of love today at catfish weekly he was <laughs> getting love from dustin now he's getting love from you and i holy smokes all right anybody got any questions for dave in the chat i'm sure they'll come up with something 
So what are your goals, though, with your channel? Why don't we go that route? Where would you like to okay. be? In the so when this all started, I really wasn't planning on, like, I, I didn't really care about anything. I thought, you know, I don't care about subs. I don't care about none of that stuff. But now that I've, I've, I'm kind of getting into it a little bit, at uh, the beginning of this year, I was like, you know what? I'd like to just hit 1,000. I'd like to hit 1,000 and then never look at it again, <laughs> you know? But uh, no, I don't know. I just want to keep, I just want people to find my channel and think it and just walk away and get something out of it. I want somebody, I would love it if somebody caught a fish and they just because they, you know, they, they just happened to hear something I said and they was like, I, I think I can do that. Uh, and they go and do that and they catch a fish. And if they posted that or, or commented on my video, Hey, I, I did what you said and I ended up catching, you know, that, that to me is like the best part. Like you can, I love all the comments. Don't get me wrong. Everything's great. But when somebody comments or messages me and says, hey, because of what you said, uh, I, I caught the biggest fish I've ever seen or or something like that. Those are the best to me. Those are really. I, I love when subs send me uh, pictures. They they get that pride going. They want to show off yeah. what they caught to you. And it's like, you know, I love seeing the pictures, but. Yeah. I, I'm just me. That's that's kind of how I take it. And, and I'm going to yeah. break your heart here, Dave. Once you get to that 1,000, you're going to ask yourself, now what? You're going to come up with all sorts of other goals, and it never ends there. It's a drug kind of just like fishing. <laughs> if you like it. So that could happen. But there's worse stuff that you could get involved in. I, I had actually considered turning my channel in different directions. The Flatheads and Channel Cats, those will always be a fixture on my channel. But I thought about maybe changing like the whole atmosphere of my channel after a thousand. Once I say, yep, I did it, uh, I might go into a different route. Might make my, my show a little bit more adult oriented or, you know, because I kind of feel like when, I, when I'm making videos, I feel like Mr. Rogers half the time. And I really try to watch my mouth. Again, I'm a Marine. Like we have mouths and stuff. So I, I really have to watch myself and I have to go back through the editing process and change everything and go, oh, uh, it just, you know, it, it takes, it, it adds an hour of editing just with my potty mouth. So, but yeah, I don't know what I'm, I'm going to do. Yeah. I had that problem. I had that problem too. Um, I have, uh, not that I'm different, but I, you know, speak a little different when I'm off, uh, out of the public eye and it's definitely yeah, everybody, in, yeah. in that manner. And I've, I've started saying words like, or sayings like holy Toledo. Now my wife laughs at me when I say them in real life. You know, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. No idea where I got that from. Lee Evans has a question. What's going on? Lee he says, what's Dave's favorite species to catch? I think we know what that is, but we're going to yeah. ask. That would be a flathead catfish since I was five years old. It's never changed. They're just so darn cool. Big brown and ugly like Spencer calls yeah. them. They're monsters, right? Like little boys are obsessed with monsters. Like I love dinosaurs. Uh, you name anything that's cool that eats stuff. And the flathead is like the one of the very few monsters we have left alive today. So there, you know, there's nothing else out there eating li giant live baits holes. So. At least not in freshwater. Right. Yeah. 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 In freshwater. And when we say giant, we're talking like puppy heads, donkey baits, yeah. like everybody calls. Yeah. There's yeah, no Dave, bait too uh, just go fish live. If you're having fun, people will watch it and enjoy. And some good tip for some live fish and stuff. Let's see what else we got in here. 
Joe Simpson, how you doing? Dave, you should have another video showing how we prepare fish for eating down here in southern Indiana. Oh, my gosh. So uh, I made one of those about a gar, and I actually recently just deleted it off my channel uh, because it does violate YouTube's uh, policy. Well, so you I'd can probably redone it. You can get around those. I can help you figure that out. I might ask your help on that. But, yeah, okay. I'm like I am like super terrified pre-1,000 subscribers of doing anything like that. I would love to. I would love to. Like, I think when YouTube came out and had the purge, I think it was last year, yeah. where they purged about 100 channels or so, uh, I had just filmed a flathead catch and cook. Like, just filmed it and was getting ready to start editing it. And then all of the my news feeds blew up and said, you know, this channel got demonetized, that channel got destroyed, that channel, whatever. And I was like, no, you know. But uh, I would love to get into that. But, yeah, I don't know how we'll do that. Adidas got some voice. He says, Dave, all over, changing directions. It might be a good idea. You have nothing to lose at the 1,000 sub mark. Absolutely. Keep trying Absolutely. what works. Keep trying what works until you find what works and, and go from there. That's what I've, yeah. that's some of the best advice that I was given from some people who really are really successful in the sphere. So yeah, they just can't tell me how to find more time in the day. <laughs> All right, Dave. Well, we're going to end it here. I appreciate you. I want to thank everybody in chat. I want to thank everybody who's listening to this on the podcast. Uh, the audio version. Um, if you're uh, watching this on YouTube, you can always download these episodes, listen to them in the car, listen to them while you're, while you're out fishing. It's, it's, it's cool. I do that too. When I'm out fishing, um, here's a hint. If you're a creator, wear earbuds. So you can listen and videotape at the same time and not get a copy strike. There's <laughs> a ninja tip right there, but so thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, big thanks to my uh, uh, channel uh, uh, supporters, the members. Also, uh, Multibar Rod Racks, I appreciate you. Uh, Uncle Lou's Tackle. And uh, um, also, uh, Port Barrington Marine, I couldn't do it without you. Make sure you guys check out the description. Go sub to Dave all over. Check it out. You'll learn something. You're going to have a, a, a good time watching this stuff, and you're going to walk away a better fisherman. So, everybody, have a great night. Good night. Dave, thank you again. Thank you, Mark. I really had a lot of fun. All right, guys. Go, go check them out. Sub. Bye. <laughs>